And she's Fiona Osborne, and you're listening to Inside Executive. What we have put together is a series of podcasts that reflect our experiences in the corporate and non-corporate world over a combined experience of 60 plus years. The podcasts that we have produced are, are a series of podcasts. We came up with about 50 general topics that we wanted to talk about and share with you in terms of our experience and our thoughts and our ideas and also the ideas of others that we've come across in our working experience. There will also be a number of invited guests and we're very fortunate to be able to call on people that we have worked with, we have worked alongside, we have worked for in our working lives and they are going to share their thoughts and experiences as well on particular topics. We're going to try and make the topics match the, the people or the expertise that we think is best. But, of course, in all of those situations, you tend to stray from the topic at hand and talk about all sorts of other things as well. There will be some podcasts that are not about executive, in inverted commas, issues. I do have some special guests that I want to invite to talk to you about how you set goals and and they're not work goals they're personal goals they're sporting goals they're achievement goals but I think the process is interesting to hear and it's interesting to hear how that works outside of a, a corporate or a work environment so there'll be those sorts of guests as well and of course if you've got suggestions on guests that you'd like to hear or topics you'd like to hear us talk about we're always interested to hear from you and you can email us or you can contact us through the website. What we are not, we're not trying to be a subject matter expert on any of those topics. As Kim mentioned, we're just sharing our experiences and our guests' experiences. We want to know what you want to hear about as well, so the topics. The topics are going to be varied, and we are pretty flexible about what topics to cover. That would help people who might be executives, budding executives, who want to actually know from somebody else how did they tackle a certain situation, a hypothetical, for example. And we're happy to answer those anytime you ask us. We're looking forward to doing these, as Kim and I often enjoys the, the lengthy conversations about similar topics, and we enjoy it's the, an the banter. It's an excuse <laughs> from me, I should say. It's always, oh, we must catch up soon, and we'll, we'll have a chat about whatever first comes to mind, but really what that is uh, code for is it's time we had a meal out somewhere. Well, of course, that's very <laughs> important. You know, I wouldn't do anything without eating all the way through it. Keeps the brain active, keeps the, you know, the, the sugar levels right. happening, all of those things. That's right. Many of you will have listened to podcasts or, or, or are actively listening to podcasts on different sorts of topics. This series is not about us lecturing you. As Fiona said, we don't want to be or appear to be the topic experts. What we want to have is a conversation. So we're going to have a conversation with one another and with our guests and we want to have a conversation with you as well because we're keen to share what we have experienced and what we have learned in our journey through working life rather than provide you with particular answers to particular problems. It's an opportunity for you, as, as Juliana said, to hear how others have dealt with situations and to think about whether that would work or it might trigger off a different sort of reaction with you to give you an answer or a response that will work in your particular situation.
We hope that with our conversations, we can help those of you who are struggling to deal with situations in the, in your working environment or those of you who are looking for more challenge within your working environment. The podcasts are going to come out weekly. We set ourselves this schedule, so we're going to stick to it. So if, if they don't actually appear as weekly dates, well, that was just probably something in the machine that went wrong. It wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be that uh, we ran out of things. It certainly wouldn't be that we ran out of things to say. But it might, it might genuinely be technical issues of, of, of getting together. We live a reasonable distance apart, reasonable in terms of, of Australian distances, quite a long way in terms of any other country in the world. So getting together is an exercise in itself. But we would rather sit together and have a conversation and talk about the topic than do it through any of the other media that might be available to us because we, we bounce off the ideas of one another much better that way. And I think it makes it as a more enjoyable activity for you to be listening to if we're talking in person. As an introduction to the two of us, we decided that it would be easier on us and on you if we introduced one another rather than us talk individually about ourselves because, you know, this 10 minutes is just not long enough for me to tell you how wonderful I am. So I'm going to let Fuliana do that. So she's going to introduce me first. And then after that, I'm going to have the last word. How did I organise this? I get to introduce her. Okay, now let me tell you a little bit about Kim. Kim is a very colourful personality. <laughs> she is vibrant, full of bright ideas and has proven that she can make a success of anything she chooses to do. Kim has 10 years experience in the public sector. This is in human resource management and training. She has another 10 years of private sector consulting, again in training, quality management systems, total quality resourcing and restructuring. In addition to all of that, Kim had her business, uh, she's been a business owner for 20 years in services, retail, online, including website development, marketing, fulfillment. Kim also excels in floral art and has won competitions around Australia, including many wins in different years of the Royal Easter Show. As a member of the World Association Floral Artists, and for those of you who don't know anything about it, it's like the Olympics of flower arrangement. Once every three years, they participate in a worldwide competition. Last year, this was held in Dublin, and I was delighted to be able to join Kim in that adventure and bask in her glory. She certainly did kick butt. She was really good. It's as if Kim hasn't got enough to do. <laughs> she even also finds time for her various online ventures, from repairing old books to public speaking. <laughs> so as you can see, she's very high energy and a very successful woman. I now want to ask Kim three questions. The first question, Kim, is... Yes, we are. You had such a varied sort of career, if I can put it that way, both corporate and non-corporate. The one I'm interested in is your involvement in the floral side of things. Why the attraction to flowers and the competition that comes with it? I, I think the second part of it is the important part. It's the competition. I do like competition. I was probably the only child at my school 
who looked forward to exam time. I love to be tested on what I should have learned up to that point. I don't like to be tested in general terms, particularly, but I do like to be examined and, and checked. Yes, akin to getting feedback in that sense, is I like to be tested and I like to, I like to learn, first of all, and then I like to know that I have learned that skill or activity and then that it's met a particular standard. And obviously, I'd like it to be the highest standard possible. So I just have to keep doing competitions until I get to the world stage, which happened in 2014, and I got to the world championships. And now I just have to maintain that. And then after that, it's the best in show. And then after that, there'll be something else. Very good. Your second question is... is... <laughs> looking at me now. Yes, yeah, so I'm just trying to, trying to... She's engaging Yes, now. I'm engaging <laughs> Or who was the main influences in your life? The main influence in my working life was a trip I had to the USA when I was 17. I went as an exchange student to a place called Carmel-by-the-Sea in California. So hello anyone who's listening from that part of the world. And it was quite categorically a life changer. It wasn't anyone or anything in particular, but it was the whole concept of that community which was in the early 70s when Clint Eastwood was the mayor I don't think he had a whole lot of influence in my decision making but it wasn't a bad thing to have him as the mayor at that point in time and I remember it being a wonderful community a community that opened my eyes to opportunities other than the ones that I had thought about for my career from that point on so when I think about this question that is the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of people influence, work-wise, I've had both good and bad influences. I've had people who challenged me, and I had one particular manager who point-blank asked me what I wanted to do with my career. And, and although many in the organisation saw him as a misogynist, I didn't interpret it that way. In fact, uh, the person who came into the office after me actually put in a complaint about the way he treated them. But, but for me... He asked me at that point in, in my working life, he asked me the right question. He just simply said, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Do you want to follow this path or that path? What do you want to do? And I had to make a decision. And I think that everybody needs that in their career. They need someone to stand up to them and say, make the decision. What is it that you want to do now? And give you the opportunity to start planning from that point ahead, to set your goals, to make sure that you can achieve them and to move forward. Otherwise, you're just treading water and you don't really want to be treading water all your life. Now, if you choose to be a cartoon character, what cartoon character do you like to be? I'm, I'm very fond of the 50s as a time frame and, um, and uh, to a lesser extent the early 60s, I suppose. I probably mostly see myself as Betty Boop. Who's that? I agree. <laughs> I've never she, heard of She one. thought she was going to stop me with this yeah. question. And that's the one that came to my mind. I just I, I like the way she dresses, uh, and that's probably the most important part. Is that she has good shoes. <laughs> I don't know many other cartoon characters with good shoes. Now, you couldn't be anyone from the Flintstones or the Jetsons. No, I don't mind the hairstyles in the Jetsons. But no, I think I'll stay with Betty Boop. And you can look it up. I'm not going to tell you who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the number of shoes you have. It does. <laughs> we won't go there. Yes. First thing I bought, my very first paycheck when I was 15, saved up all week, had to work all week to buy a pair of shoes, and I know that that, that could still be the case today. 
but I probably wouldn't spend a week's... Oh, maybe I would. But yes, I, I bought a pair of shoes on my first paycheck. It's, that, and that, uh, incidentally, is a very good question to ask people when you're doing icebreakers at training courses. My two favourite questions for, for training courses is what is your middle name and why do you have it? And if you do you like it and if you don't like it, what else would it be? And the second one is what did you buy with your first paycheck? My turn now. I get to introduce Fuliana. I first met Fuliana, Mary Elizabeth Osborne. <laughs> Elizabeth? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll just throw in, see the reaction. I first met Fuliana in 1979, which is some considerable time ago. We were both working at the same organisation. I had just joined the organisation at the lowest level you could join for the category of the class of, of work that I was doing, and Fuliana was already one or two levels above that, I think. And so, you know, to the, to the newbie, she was part of the middle management team, which was fairly extensive in the organisation at that time, as it was for most organisations. As some background, for those of you who don't know her, Fuliana has worked in many senior roles in a number of industries across construction, fleet management, distribution and finance. She's got quite a wide range of experience in both the public and private sectors, including human resources, industrial relations, sales, operations, total quality and marketing. She was for 12 years in senior roles in Citibank that included the Head of Operations, Head of Sales and Distribution and Head of Quality and Customer Service. And prior to that, she worked as the Head of Operations and Quality for Australian Wealth Management. These days, she is the Managing Director of her own company. So for the past six years, she's been focused on providing mentoring and coaching to a number of corporate individuals in various industries, as well as being an accountability partner for some CEOs of privately owned companies. I've given you all that background, all that important corporate information on Fuliana, and I now get to ask her three questions. Three questions that I think you might be interested in knowing, and three questions coincidentally that I would like to know the answers for. So my first question for you today, Fulgara, is what was the most important activity for you when you first came to this country? The most, that, that's a hard question, actually, because the first thing I want to know is I wanted to understand Sydney as in geographically. So the first time I came to Sydney, my experience was getting off the railway station and the number of people were overwhelming and trying to find out the building I was going to work with, which it works work in, which was called Australia Square. So there I was looking for a square building. But guess what? It wasn't. It was round. <laughs> for those of you who don't know Sydney, Australia Square is a round building, completely round. And circular key is rectangular, just so you know. So not easy for a newcomer. So yes, that was the first one. And my second question today is, over the long career that you've had, and I won't ask you what was your favourite job, but I will ask you what was your favourite working environment? My favourite working environment is where you worked hard and you played hard. I think it's really good because you got to know people and their families as well. You've got to do a good job at, and work hard, but you were also pulled back to earth by those friends that you made at work. They made sure they gave you the hard conversation back, saying, no, you realise that when you said that, this is the impact you had, and, and think about it. 
and also you were able to support each other. So that environment is is the one I love the most. And till this day, I have friends in those from those type of environments that stay with me and both at a family and personal level. Last big question: If you had a superhero power, what would it be? Oh. Other than what I'm being now myself, other than, so, other, than, yes, <laughs> other than the superhero powers that you exhibit to us, mere um, mortals, each day. That's a really hard one. I mean, I could talk about world peace, but um, that, I is, think that that's a, a bit that unrealistic. <laughs> superhero power. The ability to quickly get from A to B, like fly in, fly out. <laughs> This from a person who doesn't drive. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why I rather fly, Kim. Okay. That's because I want to get there much faster. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope that gives you a little bit more information about who we are and how we think. And we look forward to having you join us in our series of podcasts. This is Kim Bailey. And she's Fuliana Osborne, no doubt about it. And this is Inside Executive.